Thank you for listening to this selection from bradhambrick.com. Brad serves as pastor of counseling at the Summit Church in Durham, North Carolina, and is excited to produce resources that equip believers and resource churches to care well for one another in their community. We pray that this serves you well, and we hope that you'll consider utilizing other resources from bradhambrick.com for your personal growth and ministry endeavors. Eight, uh, persevering in the new life and identity uh, to which God has called me. It, and so when you get to this step, I think a very vital question would be to ask, are you enjoying where you are? Even if you're not there yet, are you enjoying where you're at? Because unless we can answer yes to that question, Perseverance is going to be grueling. We have to enjoy the journey. Striving without delighting is exhausting. We've said this before, but this is the point where I'll kind of hammer down on it again. God does not just delight in you at the culmination of your sanctification. He delights in you right now. And He wants you to agree with Him. He wants you to delight in the person that He made you to be, in the journey that He has you on, becoming all that He made you. He wants you to enjoy every part of the process. And when we think it's just about the destination, then it doesn't feel like we can ever please Him, that we'll ever get there, that it will ever be worth it, because it's always about something for the rainy day, and it seems it just we never get there. And so... What I want us to do is recognize we need to enjoy the entire journey, but I want us to look at some things that begin to change when we make progress. Uh, Because better is not always easier than worse. Um, You know, sometimes when we get better, we think, I deserve a break. I've been good. You know, it's kind of like the person who they work real hard to get out of debt, And then there's a way to celebrate getting out of debt. Let's go on a cruise that we can't afford. Bad idea. Uh, And and that's why uh, Lisa Turkhurst, she would say, I'm at my goal weight and in the most dangerous place for a dieting success story. Hitting your goal weight is a blessing entangled with a curse. The curse is uh, the assumption that freedom now means returning back to all of those things we've given up for some period of time. And that's where we get this idea of, now I can get back to focusing on what's important to me. Uh, Hopefully one of the things that we saw in that section on motive is that certain things became too important. They weren't bad things. They were good things that became so large that they made my life imbalanced. And there's a sense in which sometimes we just want to get back to that. Uh, And, you know, the the balance that we've bought, because this is not a diet. Diets are time periods of restriction and punishment. This is a lifestyle. That we are wanting a balanced life with balanced priorities that is sustainable over an extended period of time. 
this is not working because temptation is still present. I don't feel like anybody else has to work this hard. Um, you know, that's often the case. Uh, C.S. Lewis has a, a great word picture that's been very helpful for me. Uh, he says sometimes we get all bent out of shape uh, thinking that temptation was easier for Jesus because he got to be like God and stuff. And so, you know, wasn't it like much easier for him to battle temptation than it is for me? And he said, you know, you never experience the full force of temptation. Uh, it's kind of like a river. It is most fierce, most strong at the right up there at the, the top. And so when we're battling it down here at this end, we, we don't feel the full force of it. It's as you walk up against the current that it is getting stronger, that you feel the weight of it. And, and Jesus, God-man though He be, walks straight up to the full force of the fan of sin blowing in His face and, and face the full force of it. And, and there's times in our temptation when there are times when it feels harder. Uh, and that doesn't mean uh, that we're doing something wrong. Uh, you can look at some of the others there. Um, you know, having victory sometimes changes temptation. Um, you know, Galatians 6 uh, talks about the person who is caught up in their struggle uh, and the person who is spiritual. And anyone who is in the latter category of maturity has been in the former category of being caught up. Because there's no saints who haven't been sinners. Uh, and when we've when we've done well for a while, it, it can make those times when we fall feel harder. You know, we face disappointment from new heights. Uh, it is really easy for us to think, I've been good for this long, and then I have a bad day, and I've got to go back and get my day one chip. You know, it's like we're battling an addiction and we get our sobriety and we go to our meeting and we pick up a chip for how many days we've been sober and then as soon as we eat in a way that's bad, it's like we're back at day one. It, that's not what we're talking about, but that's an easy way for us to give into it. Uh, maturity uh, and independence. You know, usually when I think about maturity, when I became mature, it means I grew up, I got out of my parents' house, I got a job, I could pay my own bills. Maturity meant independence. Maturity with God does not mean independence. We don't become more independent from God the more mature we come. It is more enjoyed dependence upon Him. Uh, the pressure of new opportunities. Uh, I love this story here. Kathy is leaving a legacy for his children. Uh, she is breaking a family pattern and teaching her children to feel emotional pain and deal with it. What a gift to give the next generation. Uh, giving up weight and food obsession involves moving into unfamiliar territory uh, where weight no longer protects you from attention, intimacy, and vulnerability. You know, there's been a lot of things that we avoided uh, with uh, our eating patterns uh, that now we'll begin to face. And that's hard, uh, but it's good. Uh, and then there's the people that the fact that people will come for us for answers. Oh, I see you're doing so good. Um, you seem healthier. You seem more content. You seem more satisfied. And sometimes we feel the pressure that just because somebody brings us a question, we have to be the source of the answer. Um, that's not the case. Uh, we we can invite them on the same journey that we've been on. Doesn't mean their journey is going to look like ours. 
Uh, one of the ways that I encourage you to think about um, this material is if it's a map. A map is we look at it and we figure out where am I, where do I want to be, and how do I get there? And so somebody may come to you and they, they ask you questions. And again, not this this is the end-all, be-all, but you get out the map and you say, I started here and this is the, how I walked to here. Where are you? Well, my struggle is a little different from yours. I mean, it still has to do with food and that kind of stuff, but I think I'm starting from here. Okay, let's figure out how to go there. Uh, and it's not as if you have to trace my steps. But we can use the gospel and this model of progressive sanctification as a map to help us find out where we are uh, and where we need to go. Now, in terms of preparing for transition, a couple of things I would encourage here. Uh, If you're not already, be a part of a small group. Uh, Costin and Grab uh, says research indicates that supportive relationships, uh, whether with friends, family, helping professionals, mentors, are key to helping you recover. We're not going to do that in isolation. We need to be in part of a small group. Uh, Jenny talks about her experience. She says, I was hungry. I walked over to the food, and I ate a reasonable amount. I didn't try to show Ed, her eating disorder, who was the boss by eating a huge amount of food. Um, And after I ate, I had a great time. The party became about the people, and the food became part of the background. That's only going to happen in community. And so that's why we need to be a part of people so that we can have that point where if we are isolated, food is by necessity going to become an artificial part of the foreground. And so it's in the context of relationship that it begins in a healthy way to crowd out the role that food is placed by making it more proportional. Uh, learning accountability and encouragement on a broader scale. It may be for many of you going through a study like this with another person is the first time you've really had uh, an intense discipleship relationship and you realize, I like it. This is good. Can I do this in other areas of my life? Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, And this just gives you some of those criteria that mark a good accountability and encouragement relationship. Have a plan for future study. Um, You know, if you go through this material, you'll go through a time of kind of structured, intentional growth. If you go from high structure to no structure, chances are we're going to regress. And so, you know, what are some things uh, that might be good? Uh, If you go through this the first time and you don't do all the little Bible studies that I said are in the larger notebook, go back through that as a way to reinforce change. Again, I told you I give you sampling from all these different books so that maybe you say, this author, they just, I love how they talk. And you find a book that's a great fit for you. Or there's the seminar that we've put together, Finding Your Confidence, Identity, Security, in Christ. Um, In the larger notebook, the link for it is there. It's just bradhambry.com backslash identity that I think would be a great follow-up study for this. And then make a formal transition plan. If you go through this with a counselor or as a part of a support group, uh, then before you get ready to to leave that group um, and to go out into more of a small group as your natural community, sit down with them and say, you know, what are the yellow flags? Don't wait for the red flags. What are the yellow flags that I need to to be reaching out for help? What are some of those practices that I need to have so I don't put myself in that position? Be intentional uh, about that transition plan. 